Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessories, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. And the 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Paddle and Finn podcast, uh, the segment of Mindset. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Slifka, and today we're going to be talking to Brad Hicks about the mindset of learning a new technique or lure. And, uh, Brad, thanks for joining us. Heck yeah, man. Happy to be on the show and help you out. You see, I haven't done it in a little bit, man. I messed up the intro a little bit, but it's fine. <laughs> I didn't even notice, man. <laughs> yeah, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was smooth. Yeah. Um, yeah, so before we get started, I know you had a segment on here on the Paddle and Fin Network, and people probably know you from that. For, for people who don't know you, do you want to kind of describe who you are? Yeah, I am just uh, a fisherman from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, that's all I do. I work and I fish and hang out with the wife. Um, been fishing out of a kayak since 2014. Uh, fishing for a while. Grew up fishing with my dad, hitting a bunch of random ponds and stuff like that uh and lakes i mean we traveled to like cave run in kentucky and you know just stuff like that uh yeah been a pretty good ride fishing i guess so before we get started in the techniques and, and the learning a new lure where did your love for smallmouth come because obviously your instagram shows it and yeah. you talking on the podcast shows it all the time uh, it's it's something I found by myself actually. Um, so back in 2012, it, that's the first time I started fishing the river. I actually moved out on my own around 2011, got my own apartment. I was 
22 years old, something like that, 21 or 22. Um, I was like, he, I, sitting there bored one day. I'm like, I don't, I need something to do. I don't know what to do. So I went and bought a uh, cheap combo at Walmart. I was like, where am I going to go fishing? I, I started looking at these ponds that are like around the neighborhoods and stuff like that. We're not really interested in it. Um, and then I had buddies uh, talking about the river. Oh yeah. Smallmouth fishing. I'm like, all right, we'll give that a try. I'll go to the dam down here just to see what it is. And I instantly, I mean the first few months that I hit the river, I, I was instantly hooked. I hooked into like this three and a half pound smallmouth, caught a, a 24 and a half inch saw guy in the same spot, a 21 inch saw guy in the same spot, all within like 15 minutes of each other. So that moment right there is what got me hooked on the river. And then that just progressed into fishing the river more and then catching more smallmouth and just seeing what all these, seeing what our river had to offer uh, all of us here in Ohio. And it's, it's been an incredible ride just to see what the river was like in 2012 to what it is now. It's drastically changed. I mean, the quality of fish and uh, just the fishing in general, the, the river's cleaner. It's, it's awesome, dude. I love it. Yeah, you got a few spots here that I like that. I'm still trying to kind of break it down, but uh, Fo Fox moment. River. Yeah, I yeah, want to fish that one. It's it's a huge body of water. I, I actually mm. crossed over it when I visited Brian last year. Well, I we I, we went to Rocktown, and it was right across the street. Oh yeah, because mm -hmm. it goes all the way from in, into Wisconsin. Yeah, and all yeah. the way up there, but I've I want to hit it. I've caught a seventeen and a half or a seventeen and three quarter. It was my biggest out of there so far. But that's I know, a good one. I know there's twenties in there though. Oh I, yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, <laughs> I was just reading actually on Facebook a few minutes ago. Uh, are you in the uh, Everything Smallmouth group? No. Okay. Well, there's a group on Facebook called Everything Smallmouth. And uh, somebody posted the question, what's the best river in northern Illinois? And the Fox River had the most votes. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's just finding your spots. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I fished the Kis Kishwaukee with Brian, and we that, caught some good fish in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard about that one. I haven't been able to put, one, put in on that one yet. but Yeah. I want to go back. I mean, I had so much fun <laughs> fishing out there with Brian. Yeah, you know, he told me about it. I just didn't have the time that day to go out there and actually fish it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. All right, so let's get into the topic here. Um, so you said something on the noob show, I think about a couple weeks ago when you were on, I mm -hmm. believe that uh where you said you when you're learning something new, you don't put it down until you at least catch fish on it and actually mm -hmm. learn the technique. And that kind of sparked my interest into having this, uh, the mindset of, because uh, you always need to learn something new, whether it's going to be something that you need all the time or something that you might need just for a tournament or for a day of fishing mm -hmm. to, to catch them. And uh, so what got you into that mindset of it and what progressed from there? Well, like I said, I've been fishing on my own out of a kayak for, I don't know, seven years, almost eight years. Um, when I first started fishing out of the kayak, I was pretty 
set on what kind of baits that I want that I, I was using. And I didn't really venture out of that, uh, you know, out of that realm, I guess. Um, it's, yeah, I, I was comfortable with what I knew, you know what I mean? But as I got older and like started to mentally picture what baits do in the water, I'm like, I sit there and think, th I still do. I sit here and think at home, I'm like, all right, what does that bait look like underwater? And I'll sit there and think about it. I'm like, all right, that makes sense. So then when I'm in the, when I go out on the water and it, this has also helped me learn to fish deep also, uh, casting out there, letting that thing drop. If it's a bottom, like a, a, a bait, I work on the bottom, uh, letting it drop all the way to the bottom and then like twitching that. And then I'm visually thinking that in my head, what that bait is doing. So Tokyo rig, for example, like we were talking about on the noob show, I know that bait, uh, has the weight on the bottom and it's sticking straight up with the, uh, uh, whatever bait you want to throw on there. Yeah, the crawl which, trailer. Or... Yeah, which I like the Z-Man Turbo Crawl because it, it's buoyant. Um, so I know that bait's sticking straight up like that, and when I twitch it, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm picturing that thing just like waving as quick as possible and moving back and forth, and that's helped me uh, big time with uh, trying new techniques. Um yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So you said, I mean, I, I don't technically fish deep ever. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something I definitely have to pick up and learn. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't gain, either. Yeah, and gain confidence in. <laughs> yeah, especially me wanting to do the tournaments. Yeah, any situation mm -hmm. is possible. Yeah, you know, and that's funny mm -hmm. that you say that because. I've made it my goal for the last two years to get deep, get more comfortable deeper and deeper as I go. Last year, I focused on that range where I, I was comfortable one ten feet. Okay, anything deeper than ten feet, I was like, man, that's super deep. So the, uh, last year, I was like, all right, ten to fifteen feet. I'm going to focus on that. I got comfortable with that. This year, I've been doing like fifteen. To, I'm not, still not at the 25 foot yet. I'm, I'm more like 22, 23. Um, but yeah, the 15 to 22 uh, foot of water, I'm getting more comfortable with that just because I'm taking my time and trying to teach myself that that's what I need to do to be more successful in the water in different situations. Yeah. So my next question, how do you, so when you know something's working, say you know the Tokyo rig's the deal, right? How do you decide to put that down and pick something else up just to learn it, or That's... or or is it like uh, or or is it hey this guy's catching fish here on something that I'm not catching fish on, right? Um, so it, it just depends if I'm fun fishing. I know something works. I'll, I'll catch fish on it. But like, all right, I'm I'm good. I caught fish. We're good. Um, that that's when I will switch over and try something new, just because you know. I mean, I already got fish out of the way. I've caught fish. Time to learn something new. Got the skunk mm. off the off the boat. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it, it's always good to get that skunk off, and then you can be more relaxed and try different things. So. For instance, that day I was I was catching a ton of fish. That day I started throwing the Tokyo rig, 
and it helps. I got to say this. It helps fishing with a buddy that fishes with that bait that you're trying out brand new. Cause they'll kind of teach you through it. And I was fishing with my, my buddy, Chris, and he was fishing the Tokyo, Tokyo rig and he was slamming fish. I was catching mine on the TRD. Uh, we were both catching a ton of fish. So I was like, all right, dude, give me that Tokyo rig. I want to try that. I was like, I know it's going to work because you're catching fish on it. It's only a matter of time. So I don't know, hundred yards down in the bank, I caught my first fish on it. Ended up being a 20 and a half inch largemouth. And it just keeps, <laughs> keeps going and going and going. The thing that I've learned about the Tokyo rig is it seems to be a big fish catcher for some reason. I don't know why, but I've caught some good fish on it all year long since well, I picked it up. Aren't you putting a bigger bait on that though? Also? Yeah, I guess so. It's probably 14 or not a 14, four inch crawl. Yeah. Versus the, the TRDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cause I know everyone who thinks river smallmouth automatically, they, Oh, Nedrig. Yeah. That's the, that's the first thing I got told when I said I was going to a river smallmouth tournament this year mm-hmm. in April. Everyone's like, Oh, just throw a Nedrig. Yeah. I, <laughs> I throw the Nedrig all the time too, but not all the time. Yeah. I mean, I threw it, I threw it, but I also know like the, the 17 and a half I caught in, uh, in the Fox, that came off a lipless crankbait, mm-hmm. and that was the first time me throwing that in a river just because they're so freaking expensive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that that actually it's uh the lipless crankbait is like a proven technique in the oh, river. Yeah. Uh, it not many people do it anymore, but yeah, it, it used to catch a lot of fish for people back in the day. Yeah, and nobody uses them. Yep, but because I know for me, like I'm learning the frog this year. Mm-hmm. I kind of I will more or less pick a lake where I know people are using those techniques Mm -hmm. to catch fish and learn that because you have to more more or less learn learn the bite, learn how to hook them, especially a frog because you could pull a frog away from a fish quicker than anything I know and I've learned that this year. that's one bait i'm hesitant to throw just for that reason because i I know i will get really mad throwing it (laughs) i i know you know z-man makes a great frog Mm -hmm. where i've lost less fish on that one than the others that i've used Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean it's it's something that's fun and exciting but at the same time i'm losing a ton of fish to big fish yeah, you know, I believe it. I, I you can see it in the videos that I make and the stuff I post where it's like, oh, there goes another one I lost. Yeah, <laughs> or, or you get a bird flying towards your top water. Yeah, that was ridiculous, <laughs> that was <man>. funny. That, <laughs> it happened to me this past weekend too. <laughs> That's crazy, you know. But it is what it is. 
Then, yeah, that's then. that's another bait though, like a frog. So I I I have a spot where I know I can catch a fish on a frog. It's just I got to go out there and do it and throw nothing but the frog. I might try that before the year's over. Just you know, just because. Yeah, I mean that that's what I was doing. Um, a lot of this this past month, it's I mean because when I get on that body of water. For me, my mindset, I, I know they're in the grass. And then mm-hmm. as I'm passing these other boats and kayakers, they're all telling me, like this past weekend, this guy's like, haven't caught a fish out here all year. They're not in here. They're not in here anymore, man. <laughs> and first spot I pull up to, I throw that frog. Fish blows up on it. I missed them, but they're there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you do know, like, so if – uh, I think it's Drew Gregory that I heard this from. If you have a top water miss like that, you can follow it up with a soft plastic and uh, usually catch them. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Start throwing a, like a punch rig because this mm-hmm. is thick matted grass. I think a lot of my misses, and, and the weird thing with these fish, I know this is kind of off top of the mindset, but the weird thing with the, with these ones that I'm experiencing, they're coming straight through the thickest grass to eat this mm-hmm. they're not they're not you know normally they say wait for a pocket and that's what the fish was gonna blow up these fish are not doing that mm-hmm. they're eating the grass with the frog and everything else <laughs> and like, they're getting their greens oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's and, funny so i think some of those misses come off of that but i definitely need to start punching that too yeah, that's the first thing that comes to my mind when I'm on the river and they miss top water. I put that rod down. And I pick up a TRD. Yeah, and it seems like it catches them almost every time. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, the, some of my misses though, I, I could feel them hooked. Mm-hmm. You know, as I'm getting better with it, because they always say the frogs about timing, mm-hmm. about timing your hooks set, make sure they actually got it before you pull them. Mm-hmm. So I let that rod load up a little before I try to jack them on it. Yeah, and that's not now. I imagine that's not that hard, or I met. I imagine it's not that easy to do in that thick stuff either. No, because no, then you got to drag them out of that thick. Yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> I that that gives me like OCD or something like oh, yeah. that. Thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, man, it's. But yeah, that like that's been my experience because the frog's something I really wanted to focus on this mm-hmm. year. I, I mean, I've thrown frogs plenty of times before, but I've never committed to it. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying with the with the Tokyo rig, you, you know, more, I more or less will avoid the frog just for that reason because I the hook sets weren't always good, mm-hmm. and you know. But... No, <laughs> I I agree. I I've avoided the frog for the same reasons. Yeah, it's something like uh, I was. I learned. I should say, wasn't told. I learned a long time ago. Like a lot of these, the elite pros they say, at least try to learn one technique per year mm-hmm. in order to, if you want to be at that higher level, which we talked about last night. That I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh I yeah, mean, we we all do. We want to play at the high level. Whether we're in a tournament or not, we want to catch every fish we can. Mm-hmm. You know, true, especially the big ones. Yeah, like there's, you know, <laughs> who doesn't want to catch a big yeah. fish? 
That's why we do it. <laughs> yeah, so that's I mean that's what I wanted to do this the mindset of of having having to learn that new technique and put I I don't know have you done this cuz I personally this is the first year I've done it where I heard leave everything else at home and just take out that technique. I've never done it, but I've I've done I've went out on trips where I've only t- taken three rods. So I'll have two confidence techniques and one technique that I'm not uh, familiar with. Okay. So for example, when I went out to uh, Illinois uh, last August with Brian, uh, we hit his local lake and uh, I had, I don't know. I probably had a spinner bait and something else tied on maybe top water and, and a jig. So a jig is something I'm not good at at all. I don't have much confidence in it. Um, but I had one tied on because Brian was like, I catch them off. I catch them on jigs on the offshore structure. Uh, I know in this part of the lake. Yeah. <laughs> so we, he took, yeah, he took me out there. He started casting. I, I sat there and watched him for a few minutes. He started casting his jig out, let it sink. And he would just drag it when it would hit the piece of wood he would pop it over and let it sink again and then drag it again. So I was like, okay, I think I can do this. Uh, I don't know, maybe an hour passed by. I ended up catching two fish on a jig and that was my first two ever jig fish I ever caught. So I kind of have that mentality now that like, okay, I can catch fish on this. Um, like, like I said, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, fast forward or this past year as spring i think i ended up catching another jig fish uh using uh that stuff i learned with brian uh at a new reservoir i've never been to up here uh, i was fishing it deep 25 20 25 feet deep just dragging it because it's mud on the bottom just dragging it popping it ended up catching a big 20 inch large mouth on that so yeah i mean the well First off, if you ain't throwing football jigs for smallmouth, you're missing out, man. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I'm, I'm, I don't have much confidence in those like big skirted jigs or chatterbaits for smallmouth. No, I, I don't use, know why. I use a finesse football jig. Oh yeah, I, I really like that missile jigs finesse football jig. They have something that's really really small. And, I have to check that out. But the, the it's it's like a two inch two inch. In profile size, but the weight's three eighth ounce, and they have a half ounce. That's not bad. Yeah, they put most of their weight on their uh, collar instead of the head. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yep, it's like a rounded, rounded Uh, head. No, they have a football style one. Oh, okay. They have a round head and a football style. I don't see the football. I just happened to see that a Cabela's involved it. Huh. Interesting. I'm gonna have to try that. It's great around the rock structure. I bet. Especially in the deeper water. I'm throwing uh actually another bait that I just started throwing, uh just the Z-Man finesse uh net heads with the skirt. Oh yeah. I threw I threw I that lost, this year in the river and caught a few. I lost so many fish on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. I wonder uh, why. 
It could be possibly me. Could, I mean, I can hook him good, get him to the kayak, and as soon as they jump, it's like it's over with. Yeah, that's how a lot of people lose smallmouth once they jump. Yeah. You can't let them jump, man, <laughs> unless yeah. you got them hooked real good. Yeah, I mean, that, that's part of the problem, though. Yeah. Well, that's the first thing they want to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good practice. I've been trying to do this this year. It's always good practice to stick that rod tip in the water. When they oh, yeah. Coming. Yeah, I said that on the noob show too. It's yep. always, it's always, but when you when you know you got a big one, mm-hmm. your your mind is going all over the place. Oh, I agree. You it's <laughs> it's a lot harder to do than to say it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. But so, so yeah. I mean, just like you, you learning the jig. Have you picked up a jig since then? And throwing it more, or was that just a one time? I'm trying to think. Um, May was probably the last time I thrown a jig, but anytime I'm in deep water, I'll have one tied on for yeah. sure. Now, I mean, because that the mentality of fishing deep with a three quarter ounce jig, most people think it. Most people think that twenty five feet super deep. It's not. And it, it's not really. And the way that I get the way that my mind works is I I will pull out my tape measure and I'll I'll set it at 25 feet deep and I'll or 25 feet and I'll look at it. And you look at the the front of it and then the end of it, you're like that's really not that deep if if you think about it. 25 feet's yeah. not bad at all. And, and that kind of puts it into perspective for me. So I'm like, "All right, that's doable." Uh 3/4 ounce jig we'll get to 25 feet deep in like two, three seconds. It's a lot quicker than people think. Yeah. I know I have some one ounce jigs exactly for that reason. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. some, some with skirts, some without skirts, just to keep the profile smaller. Mm-hmm. But that's some that I learned from fishing um, back when I did co-anglers a long, long time ago when I was like 20. They told They told us on Lake Geneva – that's all you can throw because that's all they eat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that or a jerk bait. Yeah. You know, well, and that's, how old are you? Me? 28. Yeah. No, 29. Oh, okay. 29. 29. You, said, you said way back in the day when you were 20. So I was like, nine, nine years like 40? No, 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 no. <laughs> no nine, nine years ago. But that, it seemed, <laughs> when you think about it, it seems so long ago because. Yeah. You know, we've been doing this for so long, man. Yeah, that's like funny. You start putting all those years together and all that knowledge. Yep, I agree with that. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, so that's that's like one of the first things I learned was a jig, and it was easier to catch them out of ponds that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and the hooks that are, you know, you don't lose as many fish. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised to hear that you never really thrown a jig. Yeah, I mean. I, I know guys do. I, I like I said, I was really a never never a big deep guy. I mean, I never even picked up a flipping jig either. That which, used to be my favorite thing to do. And then this year I like kind of got away from the jigs altogether. Mm-hmm. No real reason. I mean, other than chasing the smallmouth, having that football jig for the deeper water, I didn't really throw it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, fishing a lot more grass. Yeah, grass. That is one of my strengths. I love fishing grass. You can keep it. 
<laughs> like like a Texas rigged worm uh, with a pegged tungsten weight, dude. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's so much fun. <laughs> see, my problem isn't like the grass that I can see. My problem is fishing that deeper grass that's kind of coming up three, four feet. Mm-hmm. And I just, I can't, the mindset of it, I just can't understand it. And then I see Brian do it at his home lake, and he does it just to perfection. What 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 uh, what can't you understand about the mindset of it? That I just when I see it, I'm like, there's no way there's fish in there. Oh, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then yeah, I get frustrated because then you're catching grass on your on your yeah. baits, and you're, you know. But I think you know, and with this year especially, because I feel like. I fished a ton more deep grass lakes mm-hmm. than I ever have before. I don't know if it's just because the way the season has gone this year and mm-hmm. the grass is growing more. I don't know if you see that in your area. I feel like I see that there's way more grass where I'm at than mm-hmm. you, than years before. So here in Ohio, we there's a couple lakes where the grass is thick. Um, most of our lakes – you would come to Ohio and you would be like, you'd be really bummed out. <laughs> like you, you would, you would come up to the lake. You're like, man, your guys' lakes are featureless. Like we, we don't have many laydowns. We don't have uh, much grass at all. Yeah. Uh, it, it's weird. I don't know. The lakes here are weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. I seen, I went to one lake this year. I did like an, uh, uh, online, uh, four day tournament type deal. You pick what day you mm-hmm. want to fish it, and there was a lake like that where it was like there was nothing like it. The edges had like um, what's those long weeds? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Hydrilla. Yeah, th- it wasn't really in the water though. It was oh, um, like uh, reeds and stuff. Y- yeah, there you go. Cattails or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was drawing a blank on that. That and that's all you've seen there. Mm-hmm. And there was like there's some drop off there, but there was nothing else. And I just threw a jerk bait and caught my five and got out of there. Huh. <laughs> it was interesting. It was early in the season, so it was mm-hmm. kind of that jerk bait time. But yeah, that that is a bait. Like I, I've thrown it, I haven't caught a fish on it yet. <laughs> I, I, I need mean, to. I told Brian the first time I threw it, and actually had a. a success was in michigan for the tournament Mm -hmm. and i just threw that because you know like i said going back to when i was fishing out the back of the boat uh clear deep water throw a jerk bait Mm -hmm. okay so i just put that in my head (laughs) clear deep water throw jerk bait that's gonna stick with me i'll I'll remember that yeah i mean because you think it's it's something that you can work slow, but you can also work it fast. Because I, I started thinking about it after that tournament. Why did that work? But everything else I threw didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, I think it's just because I could. I was able to work it slow. I was able to keep it because now they have the suspended jerk baits. Mm-hmm. So you're able to keep it in front of that fish and far away from you. Yeah, that's you can true. You the things a mile. That's true. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it. I, I think it's the motion of yeah. working the jerk bait. So I've I've struggled with the, the popper too, but I've caught fish on the popper. 
but that motion of just working the bait is something in my head. It's just like I don't like that, and I don't yeah, know so why. I, I I just do the two pops, let it sit. Two pops, let it sit. And I didn't win at uh, Michigan, but I definitely saved my certain tournament. All right, I'm doing that because I didn't have anything else until then. There you go. <laughs> hey, if if it works, yeah, I'd be, I mean, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, that, and that's another another example of me throwing something that um, wasn't supposed to. You know, I I had no no experience in, but. <laughs> I had no experience in it, but I ended up and um, throwing it and getting experience throughout the tournament with it. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Hi, buddy. Hi. Josh's uh, kids, they show up in the back yeah. of his uh, video too sometimes. Oh, I'm it's sure. Funny. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, normally I record there by grandma's house, but today is just a special time. I got I, can, I completely forgot about the, the podcast coming out Sunday. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes family and everything gets, you know, mm-hmm. we get caught up in a lot of stuff, but it is what it is. Yep. Um, I understand. But, yeah, like I was saying, you know, I, this year in particular, throwing stuff that – has I've never thrown before has honestly led to more success than mm-hmm. than failure you know and being able to put it put that put stuff that you always use down in order to uh learn something new mm-hmm. you know yeah and it could be like your confidence baits could be baits that everybody uses right so when you do pick up something new, it could be a bait that nobody uses, and the fish recognize that. They're like, ooh, what is that? It's something yeah. new. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like a lot of people are drifting towards, oh, I'm only going to use this, mm-hmm. and this is all I'm going to use the rest of the whole year. And I heard it a couple times on a couple different podcasts where they where they say, if, they, if I don't catch them on this, then they're just not biting. Yeah. And I just don't have that mindset to think, you know, if they're not biting for me, it's it's more because I couldn't figure it out rather than the fish aren't biting. Right. You know? Or they just <laughs> might not be in that area, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because people, people fail to realize that bass do travel. I mean, they, they yeah. travel pretty far. They're not in the same areas all the time, uh, especially on rivers. Uh, smallmouth, they'll, they'll travel – up and down stream from dam to dam in between they'll go up riffles they'll go back you know I, i've caught the same fish in the same spot like a week week apart before so they will stay in some areas if that's what they're feeling like but a lot of people don't realize that they do travel two three miles at times so oh yeah and, and fish will will relocate due to rather rains or something changes yeah. or, you know it could be as simple as heat you mm-hmm. know, I, I feel like the fish that uh, at my local lake moved a lot towards those grass areas and those thick areas mm-hmm. because we've had 90 degrees straight, 100 degrees straight for so many weeks with no rain that that's the only place they could keep cool. Yeah. You know, and, and just like rivers, too. I mean, when the water gets high, yeah. high and muddy, 
they'll go to the banks or they'll find like an eddy that'll be protected from heavy current. Oh yeah, because they know and, the water way better than we do. Yeah, oh yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of funny because we have these fish finders and everything. We're yep. like, oh yeah, I found the spot, and then they won't be there at all. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I've had that already on the Fox where I thought I found the spot. And I went back there this weekend, and they weren't there. <laughs> there well, there there are spots where, like I said, if if a fish, if like a big twenty incher, if you catch a big twenty incher there, it'll go you know two three miles away. Another fish will come in. It might not be as big, but there'll be another yeah. fish there. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard you know always if you catch a fish there. There's always a fish. If it, that fish doesn't return, there's going to be a fish that takes its place. Takes yep. place. Yeah, that's 100% you know. true. But we've been on for about 35 minutes. Um, I know this is a short topic, and a, and you know, this isn't something that we, is a long topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to get you on here to kind of get your perspective of it and kind of how you figure stuff out versus you know a guy who always throws the same thing mm-hmm. you know and kind of talk about you know what i've been doing too to to help me learn yeah i mean stuff like this helps me learn too like i learned deep and clear water throw the jerk bait absolutely so <laughs> like I, I i may be a guest on your show but that doesn't mean i'm an expert i'm still oh, learning I, with you <laughs> absolutely we, we you know we all learn yep I know I still listen to the Bass Fishing for Noob stuff. And there's I stuff, do too. There's stuff I learn on that show that even if I know the technique already, like the Texas Drake technique, yep. I never threw it in grass. I'm actually going to try that this weekend. Oh, man. And <laughs> My favorite place to throw it. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. Um, you know, I, I've thrown the Texas Drake. I know how to rig it up. I know all the all the stuff. But, you know, it opened my mind to throwing it in different places that I never thought I should be throwing it. Yep. You know? Yep, I agree with that. But, yeah, I just, I, like, I wanted the, the viewer to know or the listener to know, like, it, it's okay to pick up something new or try something new. Don't always go to what you know. I, I would say go to a body of water where you know you catch a lot of fish, whether they're big or not, and try to learn that technique mm-hmm. versus just trying to catch fish. Yes, yeah. catching catching fish is fun, but you're never gonna grow if you don't uh, throw new stuff or learn new techniques. I agree with that. So one hundred percent. I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate this last minute. And, no, yeah, uh, no problem. I will. You want to say bye? <laughs> <laughs> bye. He's all happy to be on the podcast. Bye. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> He's shy but happy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, awesome. I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone listening. And goodbye. <laughs> and yeah, man. Uh, any shout outs before we get to, we uh put the closer on? Um yeah, man. Shout out to Mark Brassani at Leveling Canoe and Kayak. Uh been awesome. It's it's fun working with them. Yeah, I see the they just got some new one oh sevens in. 
Heck yeah. <laughs> trying to trying to sell them. Yeah, I'm surprised they're not gone already, man. Everyone the 127s are. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone I kind of want to go. Oh, we, we could talk about this after after <laughs> I close this out. Um have a good one, man. I, yeah. I appreciate this. Yeah, no problem. You too. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.